Today's sponsor is Vibration. Vibration provides designer hydration packs designed to make you look cool, keep your stuff safe, and stay hydrated at music festivals and events. Their holographic designs add to your festival ensemble. Make sure you get your pack using promo code BB Media Industries LLC to save 10% on your new pack on Vibration.com. Oh, and one more thing. Free shipping on orders over $75. Hashtag life's a party. Stay hydrated. Hello, and welcome to another Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. First and foremost, let's just get this housekeeping out of the way. I want to thank you listeners for finding me uh, on this podcast anywhere podcasts may be found. Uh, if you're unaware, there is an official website that is at trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com. There you'll be able to find any platform and all of our social media uh, links and deets uh, if you have not found us already. Otherwise, you've probably just Googled Trending Topics with BB and somehow found this podcast, and I thank you uh, for doing so. I also want to remind you that there are quite a few episodes that have already been uploaded, and if you are new to this podcast, hopefully you're finding the uh, previous episodes to be just as entertaining as the ones that we keep uploading. Um, I'm trying to produce more episodes at a more consistent rate, uh, so bear with me. But if you didn't already know, this podcast has been around for a few years now, and um, let's just share a little bit of history about this podcast. Originally, this wasn't a podcast. This was originally going to be a TV show on YouTube, uh, but then it transitioned into a podcast, and uh, so you may now understand why the numbering is a little weird. The first initial episodes are actually on uh, my personal YouTube channel. If you look up Brooke Brown on YouTube, uh, in or just type in Trending Topics with BB, you'll find the first, uh, they were in the form of Google Hangouts when that was a thing. Um, but now we are in the podcasting realm because it makes more sense. Uh, so that's a little bit of history and trivia for you concerning this podcast. All right, enough of that uh, housekeeping stuff. Uh, this episode uh, is kind of another uh, panel episode. It involves two uh, wonderful ladies that I've met through the Phoenix Trans family. As you may already know, I'm heavily uh, involved as well as a fan of trans music and love the conversations surrounding uh, such passionate fans. So Amy and Kim Gaston, even though Amy just recently uh, got married, so congratulations, uh, joined this podcast to talk about Phoenix Chan's family, Ajuna family, which kind of pertains to Above and Beyond and uh, their record label. Um, so without further ado, I give you our wonderful um, and intriguing conversation with uh, these wonderful ladies, Amy and Kim. Mm. So, first I always say thank you for doing my podcast, and it's really informal, it's just chats, I don't know if you've listened, um, mm -hmm. but the reason I wanted to have you guys on, because we were chatting and we never get to, so I don't know why, but we don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, and second, like, now that we all went to Juno Beach and we can talk about it and, and kind of go over what, maybe we talk a little bit about that, but we also need to talk about, you guys feel my pain here in Phoenix, so like... We can talk about that if we want, but sure. Um, kind of, I always ask. My number one question is, when did you first hear trance, and what made you fall in love with it? So either one of you can start. I 
think uh, when I was working at the pharmacy in Flagstaff the, at the hospital, um, there was this kid playing, he's always playing his dance music and stuff, and I kind of recognized some songs, and I liked a lot of his songs and stuff. I'm like, hey, can I, can I borrow your song? Can I download your music? He's like, sure. So I took his music, and I downloaded it to my iPod or whatever, and I just listened to all of his music, and the first, the first song that I, like, really fell in love with, and I was like, oh my god, Amy, you have to listen to this, and we played it over and over again, was uh, Northern Lights by, is it Thomas Dad? I think it is. Oh, I don't remember. Well, it was the first Injuna song that we, that we liked, and it just blew up from there. I don't know, that's, that's where all of that came from. That's where Four Strings, where I knew what Four Strings was, mm-hmm. uh, Simon Patterson, mm-hmm. all those people. I don't know, that's where, that's where it started. I think that was in 2007. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was thinking further back than that. <clears throat> well, for me, um, well, because obviously Kim and I are sisters, so... Unfortunately. <laughs> we, started <laughs> we started listening to this music at the same time-ish. Um, I really remember that there was a like um the radio it, yeah, yeah like a dance radio station 1011 yeah that's how i started yes <laughs> we'll get um, to that it in was, a minute yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was based I'll out of here in phoenix. i missed that yeah anyway. it was it was based out of here in phoenix and but we can get like kind of shitty reception in flagstaff mm-hmm. it I was, was in Prescott, so yeah. that's where i used to See? get it okay, yeah okay. So there was definitely better spots, like areas of Flagstaff, where you can get better reception. Um, and there, so I would listen to it driving around in my truck, you know, whatever, going to school and, and stuff. And I remember, I specifically remember um, ATB and like the song Ecstasy. Like that yes. song, when I heard that song, I was just, I fell in love with that song. And I fortunately found the CD at a local music store and I just played the shit out of that CD like over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely four strings, ATB, BT, Georgia Costa, Georgia Costa. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and I didn't even know what the hell trance was. I just <laughs> knew that I liked whatever it was. Yeah. Like it was just well, so back then, angelic. It wasn't called trance. It was all called dance music. Yes. Like in the right. late nineties, early two thousands, it was never like, this is techno. This is acid house. This, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was always like. Yeah, that was the same for me. I found that radio station. But first, like in the late 90s, I had heard Paul Alkenfold and Paul Van Dyke mm-hmm. and some Marcus. But then years later, I found the radio station. I was in like high school. And that's all I listened to. I used to listen to Pistol Pete. Remember Pistol Pete? Mm-hmm. That, right? yeah. He died. Did I, didn't, you know? I forgot he died like 10 years ago. Oh my God. Wow. But um, yeah, and then they got rid of dance music stations on terrestrial radio. Yeah. And then everything went online. And we didn't have the internet at all. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have internet. Or it was dial-up at that point, so yes. yeah. even downloading oh, shit it took It would forever. take, like, hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's kind of my story, too, because there was nothing to do up in Prescott either. So it was like, mm. you either go the wrong route, which is drugs and whatever, or listen to music and play sports. And so that's what I did. Or we like we did a lot of art stuff, so we would listen to music and, like, make, yeah. like paint or make jewelry or whatever the hell. I think... After the radio show went away, I think that's when I just went crazy and started buying random CDs mm-hmm. at Hastings. The we used to music the Hastings store. too. Yeah, yeah, see, that's where it all started. Yeah, Hastings. so that's where that's how I know a lot of people like all those ultra dance volume whatever. I bought tons of those. That's because of those. That's how I know most of the people that I listen to now. I feel like those started before all the now. 
now that's what I call music. Remember those? Yeah. 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 It was those dance ones that had the volumes and then now came out and then everybody was like pop. But I was like, where's all my good stuff? Like Mm -hmm. Ace of Bass was still a thing and (laughs) Vanga Boys, remember that? Yeah. I still love Eiffel 65. I don't care what anybody says. I still love Eiffel 65. But I mean, that's those were the old days. I remember like, oh, I got a new CD. That was the thing. I'd save up my money for CDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you would hope. Sometimes you're like, I like one song and I hope that there's other good songs on here. Mm -hmm. But you don't know. It was a mystery. I remember buying cassettes. But anyway. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I start. But it's kind of just weird to think like the evolution of like above and beyond considered everything else because like I said I was always Marcus and all these other people mm. but I can't it's just weird to me that above and beyond only been around what 15 years I don't even know yeah Tri-State came like, like 2008 or something yeah something like that dang or Ocean Lab was before that I'm just trying to remember I think it's kind of around the same time I'll yeah. have to do some research on that but uh, but it all started with uh, Madonna is yeah. basically what put them on the map mm-hmm. because they did a remix of uh, what it's like to be a girl or for a girl or something like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so it's like a super trancy song. Well, same with Gabriel and Dresden. They were doing remixes. They were like, remember Motorcycle? Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That was a song that would play on the radio station. Yeah. That song. And then they were doing a bunch of remixes for everybody. Yeah. Before they, like, launched their record label. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize the, the evolution of it all. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird because now everything's so by the genre. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their, like, loves and hate. Which is weird for some, for a community that, that claims to be, like... Everybody's accepted, but yet the minute you like Armin over somebody else, mm-hmm. it's like you get hate. Or right. in our world, above and beyond, oh, you like above and beyond, they're not trans anymore. I'm like, yeah. no, they've never been trans. Like, I don't even give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. After we were just talking about plur, everybody always throws out plur, but I feel like the people that say it the most are the people that are late, have been late to the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because they don't really truly understand what plur means. I agree with that too. And a lot of people weren't around like when it was underground rays, and, mm-hmm. and so everybody thinks like everybody was calling last weekend a rave, which is great, <laughs> but at the same time, nah, it's not really. There's no. I wasn't really. I was an adult in the early '90s, and I really wish I was because those were raves. Yeah. We don't have raves anymore. No. You know, so people calling uh, just an above and beyond show a rave, that's that's not what it is. Even EDC is not a rave. Oh. I, that's just me. I mean, I've never partied in the 90s, but I take offense to that, you know? <laughs> There's no such thing as raves anymore, you know? Yeah. I always hear stories about you had to know a password and you had to show up someplace and, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to do that, but, I mean... We can thank Techno Snobs for that. They're bringing that back, and they're doing a really good job. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's definitely, um, like, those, uh, you know, you've been to those parties in Tempe that are at the, that are, yeah, like, underground parties, but those aren't really raves, right? They're just, like, no, it's, it's techno. It's, like, which is fine, but it just seems like it's raves. Well, you've been to, like, a warehouse Thing before yeah. where people are like partying and doing yeah, drugs but, and shit. 
But I still don't consider it as a rave. You no, know, maybe like, not. I don't know. I think when I think rave, I think like a blade. You know. <laughs> you blade, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a rave. You know, that's back in the day. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. You know, but because people talk about the desert raves, or Hitchitan was last weekend. I go. Oh yeah, same. I but that's somebody's private property. You just threw a party. That's really yeah. not a rave because right. you're like, oh, it's on private party or private land. Well, somebody threw a party on <laughs> private land. That is not a rave. Basically, yeah, and it's totally okay and legal. Yeah, and so that's fine. I'm glad everybody had it, but don't call it a rave. Like you invited everybody and you wanted people to pitch in for it, like mm-hmm. pay money. That is throwing a party on private land, like. <laughs> That is not a rave. I used to hear about stuff downtown all the time, back in the day in the 90s. Like, or when Mark has got to start here, it was the works, which is now like a Banner Health parking lot or whatever. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's kind of where a lot of people started. Because every time it comes back, you always see the older people that knew him back when they come by. But they kind of are like, you can tell they're kind of like, Maya? Really? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's totally not everybody's scene. No, it's not. People just go to like have bottle service and be fancy and dress up and and that one that one time who was playing that one time? Uh, was it Marcus that played? Or there was like a, a group of people in VIP just like taking, yeah, that was Marcus. Yeah, that, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, just taking pictures of each other and selfies, and they didn't even know who the DJ was and stuff. And it was just like <sighs> that's why everyone hates Scottsdale. Yeah, <laughs> but the other thing about that though is like well, they could have done that across the street. Like, at one of the other bars. Yeah. Why do they have to come in, pretend like they even knew who it was, mm-hmm. and ruin everybody's well, lives? Maya exactly. has a huge reputation. You know, they do. Yes, it's just a big name. It's unfortunate I because I saw a lot of potential in that club, and when I first heard about it opening, I was really excited. And some of the... When they used to get above and beyond coming through there, like, the pool parties and whatever, like, I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like, this club is so pretty, and, like awesome but just like over the years it just seems like people it's just obvious what's important to people and who frequent Scottsdale old town that it's just about just being seen and spending money on alcohol and stuff like that which is why I love love Monarch that, (laughs) that shitty nightclub I love it like the last time I was there um I think it might have been for Grum and I was there, I went to the bathroom, there was vomit on the floor, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> I, it made me so happy. I was like, a, the dirtier the better, you know, because I feel like, <laughs> because people are there for the music, you know? That's true. Sure, people are there to get fucked up too. But, I'm just like, it just made me so happy, just seeing well, that plus, vomit. there's a freaking floor. Yeah. Because, because, like, yeah, there's the bars, but then... Yeah, they kind of have it divided, but in reality, you can go over to that side mm-hmm. anyway. You have to go to the bathroom somehow. Yes. So, but there was still room, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At Maya, it gets to the point where it's just like, you have no room mm-hmm. because of all the tables and mm-hmm. dance floors like this big. And you, and when you want to go to the bathroom, b- bathroom, <laughs> there's a there's a lady in there and they're expecting to get a tip. tip. You know? I don't, and I'm like, I don't want to pay to go to the bathroom. We're trying like, to be just, like Vegas too. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know? And so, like, you don't have that at Monarch. You walk in the door and step over the vomit, wash your hands, and you, know, like, and you walk out. You know, it's great. The toilet seat's broken. It's fucking awesome. That's true. 
Barsmith's like that now, too. Yeah. I love Barsmith, man. I do. That's cool. I'm liking what it is because even when we have... I mean, they have good stuff upstairs, but the, the funny thing is that I've noticed when it gets packed upstairs and we're downstairs, everybody kind of comes down and actually meets people. Mm-hmm. Or like, go, oh, you guys like trans too? It's like, I can actually say I like trans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. I like it too because it's also, it's weird because it's small, but it's not because there's two rooms. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And it's downtown and it's not in downtown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Definitely a huge difference crowd. on the people that come out for yes. sure, compared to Scottsdale and downtown. But yeah. I still think. Side note: I still think that we should start a GoFundMe for Monarch so we can fix the bathrooms. I think we should all pitch in. No yeah. way, because <laughs> no way, because the nicer the bathrooms are, it's going to attract the wrong crowd. So <laughs> go to Home Depot and buy a five dollar toilet seat. That's all. I know the toilet seats are broken. <laughs> you know. You know? Isn't there like a mirror leaning against a wall in there or something like that? I don't know. I remember before it was Monarch. It used to be PHX. Oh, is that what it was? Really? Mm -hmm. For Phoenix. And I went there and it was like hip hop until they moved to that other one on the other side. Yeah. But yeah, before it was Monarch, it was that other. And they tried where the VIP is there. It used to be bigger. Uh Oh. And they used to actually have like nice fancy couches. Oh, wow. But that, and then it switched to Monarch, and it's better now, in my opinion. It's not trying to be something that's not, but... Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, it is what it is. Yeah. I remember one time, Kim and I were walking through the through the back, through the kitchen, with Paul Oakenfold, because our friend... What a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah, is, but... Because our friend, she was, like, close with him, and so we were, like, all, like, hanging out with him. We were walking through the back alley into the kitchen of Monarch, and tiles all broken, and at first I was, like, super embarrassed. I was like, this place is so shitty, but, like, I've totally grown to absolutely love that place. Me too. And now I don't even get, give a shit if it's, like, a just... Now I want to go there more yeah. than anywhere else. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and the, the drinks thing. are cheaper, too. Yeah, they are. Same with Barsmith. Yeah. It's a thing, though. It's, like, it's about... I don't know. For me, it's always been about the vibes and the music. Mm-hmm. It, it totally... I don't care who's there. If it's not fun, then, like... I mean, that... I don't know. When I saw... It just harked back to Armin two years ago and how bad that was. Because I remember before it was Omnia, I was there when it was Pure. And I had some really good time. Like, I remember seeing DJ Am there and, like... Oh, my God. I remember Pure. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. One in Vegas? That That's what in it, Caesar's Palace, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Before it's Omnia. Like, oh. Okay. Like uh, sheets or something hanging. Yeah, it was yeah. white, and they had yes. the upstairs and the downstairs. And That's what it was before they made it. That Omnia. place, that place was like the nightclub to go to mm-hmm. after rain. After rain, rain was the yeah. shit. Rain was the shit. Um, but I remember, yeah, I saw DJM like St. Patty's Day was it? Two, I can't even think. Two thousand and eight. I don't know. And then like three months later, he overdoses and dies. But it was the best open format DJ night I had ever experienced in my life. And that's basically, right as soon as that happened, then Vegas started changing. Yeah. Where it wasn't as fun anymore. Like, because I remember seeing BT at Rain. Oh my god. There was a (laughs) back-to-back with Marcus and Cosmic Gate at the pool at Palms. Because I lived there from 2010 to 2011. So, those were good times, and then it like... All of a sudden, like Vegas did a 180, where it's like, we're just gonna do hip hop. 
and weird residencies. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, no, don't do that. Stop that. And now it's been about weird residencies. And, yeah. You know, You're, it's both now. Yeah. And it's like, because that's what happened to Rain. The thing is, is like they still, even the residencies, they tell them, like, I guess from what I understand is that the reason Armin wasn't that great is because they, they, they dictate what you can and cannot play in Vegas. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So that's why. But still, like, tables that night were going for $45,000. What? What? So you could at least play three more trans tracks. <laughs> Not Snoop Dogg. Dear Lord. But yeah, I paid 50 bucks for that ticket. And, was, and it was the worst thing ever. And I wasn't the only one, because a bunch of people that didn't go to EDC met, me up, met up with me that night. And we were all on the dance floor, like, just barely being able to move. Because oh they overpacked the dance floor. Oh, God. That. And then... He didn't go until one, and he, he played two trans tracks, then played Snoop Dogg, and I went, bye. Yeah, I'm out of yeah. here. And it's not that I don't like Snoop Dogg, but the point I'm getting at is that I didn't go there for that, and I understand it's Vegas, but at the same time, you don't get on the mic and say, are you ready for a state of trance, and then play Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sorry. <laughs> That's not what people went to go see you for. No. You're because the next night he was playing at EDC. So it was like That's strange. Do you think that so if he would have stayed, do you think that he would have like brought it back no. into trans? Because because what I was gathering is that a, they had overpacked the club because they were making too much money. Because there was bouncers at the dance floor. Uh-huh. So they were counting people going in and out. So yes. the minute I left, I wasn't gonna get back on the dance floor. Right. Which is fine, because at that point I was kind of like, do I want to? Yeah. People were pushing. It was like almost a mosh pit, but for Armin. Oh because people didn't even know who he was. We're just in Vegas. We don't, we don't know why we're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So. And see, that's what, that's what sucks with a lot of Vegas. Because Kim and I, you know, we used to go to Rain nightclub at the Palms. But Rain was right different, because Rain was huge. It was they had massive. the tables that were upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they, that dance floor was fucking massive. amazing. Was so yeah, even perfect. if you had douchebags, you could oh, avoid was- them. That's true. You're right. Or if you wanted to dance, you could dance. Yeah. yeah. But I that was the ideal nightclub. It was. It was. I remember. It will always be the epitome of I, nightclubs. I agree. I think Paul Oakenfold's residency really stepped up Vegas. I feel like. Yeah. They. I think his residency set the standard for I, yeah, DJs. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And then yeah. Marquee opened at the city, city center or whatever the hell. Cosmopolitan is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. They saw how awesome Rain was and they totally stole his idea you know mm-hmm. with the, but they the, made the dancers and everything and true but they're also made the they're the first who did the whole day club thing yeah because yeah. they have the yeah. night club and the day club because mm-hmm. so, I've seen combined yeah I've been in the the day club is fun it is it, fun but I've seen Benny Benassi in the nightclub, and I was disappointed not that it was because I it was just because there was the nightclub is so much smaller than the day club, and it's it, Vegas is just notorious for overfilling club. Like yeah. that's happened to me at Tau. Oh yeah, so many times. Yeah, and I mean, two years ago when they had the Dream State Party, I think it was at Tau. It was so crowded. If it wasn't for somebody getting a table and inviting us to the table, I don't know how I would have survived because everybody was so there was no room. Because I remember when I, f- I saw LMFAO there, 2011. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> that was overcrowded because it was DJ Vice and LMFAO. I got in for free for a lot of stuff when I lived there as a resident. Okay. So I just would go when I feel like it. And, like, 
I had seen them in Tucson when they had first started, and nobody knew who they were, and they played like their entire album. Then years later, I see them in Vegas. They played like two songs and said, "Peace out," and I was just like, "You guys oh. have gotten too popular." You know what I mean? Wow, wow. That was the <laughs> difference. It was like I remember seeing them. I don't know the small thing when I was in school at Tucson, and it was like the coolest thing because nobody even knew who they were. And they were just trying, like, they're, I didn't even realize their manager was hitting on me the entire time. Because oh I was God. the old people. They had let 18 and up in that club in Tucson. Okay. And I was in the bar area, and there was not that many 21-year-olds mm-hmm. there. And I didn't realize, this guy just sat down, he had a cowboy hat on, and he was just <laughs> chilling, and I was like, whatever. And then they go on, and then I realized that guy was their manager. Wow. And I was like, oh, I missed my chance. I missed my opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just weird. I don't know. The reason I like venues to me can make or break an event. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you felt the way I do, but that's kind of why I brought it up because it's like I don't know. And we were kind of talking about last weekend at, at Anjuna Beach. It was a great event, but I think we were all kind of expecting certain things a little bit different. Which I understand it's the first one, but now that like there's all these articles that they don't want us back and all this mm-hmm. other crap going on. I also read something about um, the noise, yeah. the repetitive bass mm-hmm. is what something that that the they complain residents about. complain about. Yeah, and and then then that made me think. I was like, well, maybe that's why they had the venue facing the ocean instead of having it facing the other way. So as like people who were attending could see the venue, see the stage, and see the beach behind. I was like, maybe the sound blasting towards the houses um, would have just made the made it worse for them so I was like because I know that we were compla- complaining about that last like, week like we wanted to see the ocean like right there on the beach and like we couldn't even see the ocean no matter where you were right so um, but, but my thing is is don't they like alert the residents that's what I was going to say that there's stuff going on especially sure gotta know I mean because that country thing was the next day it's the same promoter oh okay so that's how they snuck it in they just kind of like Said, oh, we're already doing a country thing on the beach. We can just do it the day before. Yeah. Because I looked up the promoter and went, I don't know, that makes sense. Okay. But I just wonder how they, they have to get a permit to throw something on the beach, right? I'm sure. So they have to let the residents who live right there know. And they have to know that, like, there's going to be thousands of people in the area. Oh, my God. Because I remember we were trying to get an Uber afterwards. We finally got the Uber (laughs) to come after we walked or whatever. And he goes, I just got, I came over from Anaheim, and he goes, but Uber didn't alert us that there was anything going on tonight. And I was oh like, as a driver here, I was like, we get alerts every time there's something in town. Oh going, my God. Like, there's a Diamondbacks game, go drive there, talking sticks, something's happening. That's but really cool. But they none of the drivers there knew. That's why we were having a hard time getting Ubers. Because they weren't, was nobody was out yet. So that, I just wonder if they just didn't alert the right, like, city authorities. Okay. Because now the residents are complaining, but maybe the residents didn't know. Hmm. It's just, it's just weird that they're complaining when it's summer. Yeah. And yeah. the reason they've been doing it is because this, they had, in that article it said they were starting to throw festivals and stuff because they need money in that area. Well, they definitely got oh. that. <laughs> well, also, it did end at 9. You know, it's not like they, they partied all Yes. At um, 10 on the beach. Yeah. Okay. So they ended it at 9. Everybody so everybody can get off. Yeah. And that's probably why they threw an after party, because they felt bad. Yeah. 
Because they had cut off two hours. It was supposed to go noon to nine, but they cut it to oh, two was to it? nine. Yeah, I originally when they announced it, it was noon to nine. Oh my god! And I didn't. And know then that. they announced the lineup, and then they announced the set times, and it was like doors open at two, and I go, wasn't it supposed to start at noon? Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's just I wouldn't have been able to make it in. Yeah, no <laughs> nobody would have. But I think I, maybe I, they thought I had about too much it. fun the, the, the night before it too. Earth. So, um, so anyway, so the the like I kind of want to go because we've all known each other for a while, Phoenix fans. Yes, and it's funny how it's exploded, but. Like, I, I like to get other people's opinions on ways. I mean, it's starting. I like that we're having more events pop up recently, but I don't like the motives behind it. Okay. And I'm just being transparent because I know people are moving here and they're like, okay, well, I can start doing my own thing, which is fine. But they're not like the whole thinking they know the like struggle here with venues and with like most like relentless beats has said that they don't like trance unless it's like Armin or somebody they know they flat out have said that before Steve or uh who was it Thomas Turner or something? somebody at decadence went and talked to him and was like why don't you bring more trance mm-hmm. and they're like trance doesn't sell in Arizona so we don't even bother um Huge. I disagree. <laughs> I agree. I disagree too. Yeah. And then, like, the issue. What I'm hearing too is that this big management company is the one that's contracted with Maya, and that. Okay. So that's why we've seen Marcus and Paul and Cosmic Gate and Ben Nicky just now. I heard Ben Nicky told somebody that yeah, I just started with this new management and they made me come to this nightclub. When I came before, I went to like the Nile or I went, mm. and I was like, so it's management dictating half the time, and the other time it's people not understanding that we exist. I guess yeah, as a trans family. Yeah. So my question, I guess, is what? Do, how we like? What do we do? Because I just sometimes I feel like I'm, everybody comes to me with questions and I don't know how to answer it. It's like I'm one person. Like mm-hmm. if I had a million dollars, I'd have a warehouse. We just throw on parties, right? But I don't. <laughs> so exactly. Like well, it sounds like you need more help from Phoenix Trans Family. So it sounds like everyone's coming to you. Like we need to all come together and come up with some ideas, or you know, we need to work a little bit harder and keeping trance alive in Phoenix because Phoenix is such a massive city and all these cities across the country are getting fantastic shows like the show in Dallas with Sunny Lax oh and Limelight. Yeah. Why can't we I'm get like, Sunny Lax? <laughs> exactly. Phoenix Why can't so we get a Juna artist here? Like yeah. I I don't understand. I mean, We're, I'm grateful for what we've gotten in the right. past. And it blows me away. I was surprised we got thrown. I know, me too. And we have Andrew Bear coming. Yes, I can't believe that. But I think it's because somehow they're contracted through Relentless Beats. I don't know what's going on. But there's just like, Relentless Beats is like picking and choosing who... You can't do that. There's so many people here that like so many different genres of music. It's like, remember when BT was here? What was it last year? Yes. How can I forget? Yeah. (laughs) Well, remember when we went to go meet him afterwards? We had mentioned we were trans family. 
he looked at us kind of funny, like, oh, there's trans family here? It's like, everywhere. he doesn't, yeah, like, like, I don't, I don't remember every that, every city but... has trans people, you know, like, like, know. he was really, like, enthused that we were all, like, really talking to him and stuff, but, like, somebody mentioned, oh, yeah, we're the Phoenix trans family, and he was like, that exists? Kind of like, he had this weird <laughs> puzzled look on his face, and I was like, dude, yes, did you not see us? Like, so, like... What like I just it's weird. It was a to wonderful me. show. Mm. It was. He played a lot of Ajuna that I entire. cried. I cried. Uh-huh. I cried a lot. too. <laughs> I cried too. Yeah, he did play a lot of Ajuna. He played a lot of his like amazing classics that yes. like really turned me on to trance. Yeah. I mean, and I think I guess maybe it's because people are late. I don't want to say to trans because this whole comeback thing I've never agreed with over the years because I never stopped listening. Yeah. But um, um, the people, I just feel like if maybe there's like these new people that are just new to trans, which is fine, come on board, but it's just, it's weird. It's like, I don't want to say I'm like the old person that you should have a history lesson of music. I'm not trying to say that, but at the same time, I also feel like people are just doing it to be part of I don't know, to get their name out. I mean, the Maybe. whole, like we were talking last week, the whole push the button thing has gotten out of hand. Yes. I, I we were talking about this on the beach, I think before you got there. Okay. And I was saying like, and I was actually thinking this as I was sitting in the crowd, like very close up front on a Juna beach last week. And I was just thinking like, all these people up front right now are here for the wrong reasons. Everyone is trying to push the button. And here's the thing. They're trying to push the button. It's like, when Kim and I got to push it, I don't know. I know Kim signed and said, I want to fucking push the button. But for me, I wasn't trying to push the button. And, you know, like, if it happens naturally, great. But I feel like it's just kind of turned into something that everyone is just trying to do to mm-hmm. say that they've done. Well, you know? Well, and it's kind of ruining it. I agree, because... Ironically, if we weren't going to do yoga, and then my legs were hurting from walking 10 miles to the beach. Yeah. So then I was like, I should do yoga right now. So we went over there, and we kind of, we didn't do it all, but we just kind of stretched and sat there and kind of decompressed, which is sad because I didn't make the meetups. But then as it started filling up, as soon as the trail came on, because we stayed in that general area Mm -hmm. the whole time, then I started seeing everybody's flags, which is fine. But then I started seeing the signs. I want to push the button. And I was like... The trill just came on. Tony and Pavo walked off the stage just now. And now your sign's already up to yeah. push the button. The trill doesn't give a shit about pushing the button. Yeah. Like, he pushes it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I was like, you're going to... And so they made themselves known that they wanted to push the button. And it was yes. like, it's early. Like, yeah. Like, I bought me out not even on for another four hours. Like, chill. Yeah. Like, and people plus think- you're ruining people's... Because when the trill was oh, yeah. on... I mean, it was a smaller crowd at that time. It wasn't the 26,000 that it turned out to be. So we actually had room in that area. And then it started filling up, and everybody started pushing forward the closer it got to above and beyond, which I knew was going to happen. But I was like, your arms must be tired holding this sign up for six hours. And the thing is, is like everybody knew that they wanted to push the button, and there was nobody fighting them for them wanting to push the button. Yes. So I didn't understand why it was like, all right, I'm going to try to move up, I'm going to try to move up. The other thing that got me were the flags, because that camera was there, and the yeah. flags and the camera were the whole night. I think that every time. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and the thing is, is, you guys have flagpoles. 
your flags are being seen. Why do you have to be in the front? Yeah, good point. That's all I have to ask. I mean, I have a, I'll have a flag. When we went to EDC, we went in the, like, back. Like, we made our ghetto flag bow last minute. We went to the people. <laughs> we were like, oh, shit, we didn't bring anything. <laughs> but, like, I had my Marcus flag and my James Day flag, but we were, like, in the back. Mm-hmm. Almost in the back. We weren't, like, up front, right in front of everybody's view. Yeah. And here's the thing. They're not... It's funny because I've heard people say, oh, you have to be up front, like, the whole time. Like, you have to show your dedication, and that's what they want to see. Or, I think you got to do it like this, or, or like that, or, you know. But it's like, that's that's not what matters. Because one of the guys that got to push the button, who I know from Injuna Family Worldwide, his name's David Davila, or Davila, something like that. Um, he was one of the ones that got to push the button that night. And he wasn't even in the crowd for, like... Like, he wasn't even up front for, like, that Yeah, long. that's what I was wondering. They, they're picking, like, eight to ten people now, yeah. it seems. And I'm like, it's you random. know those people weren't up front. Yeah. Because Nobody's it's work to get up front. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, wait, I've never seen those people at all, all yeah. day. Like... Yeah, it's just funny. And I think he had a flag or something. Mm -hmm. And there was a kid in front of Kim and I the whole time. And it was like, it's my birthday. I want to push the button or something. You know, let let me be king for a day or Mm -hmm. I don't know, some stupid shit. Yeah, I did see that once. (laughs) And every time the camera, like literally every time the camera would come by, he would hold up the sign right in front of the camera. And I'm like, dude, we've already seen your dumb sign. Like, put it down. You know, every time that camera would come by, you'd open it up, open it up. And it's like... Like, relax. Or there was this guy to my right who had a massive sign. Huge sign. On a stick. And he was holding it the whole time. And people behind him were getting so pissed. Yeah. They were like, bro, like, we can't see. We can't see. And so it's like, it kind of made me realize. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel bad for all those times that I had a sign. But nobody ever told me to put it down. You know? Like, nobody ever was like, Yeah, but you're never see, rude about well, here's the thing. I would hold it up, and then my arms would get tired, and I would hold, and I would keep it down. And then eventually, I put it back up again. Like, and also, I would put put it down to like have some respect that people want to see. So, because you have a blur, yeah, because I got a little <laughs> well, bit of blur. I don't know. One of the signs at some point, she gets on the shoulders. A lot of people were in that area were yes. getting on the shoulders at one point and holding up the sign because the camera kept coming over. And I'm just kind of like. First of all, most of us have been standing here the whole time. Yeah. The camera's panned over us a million times. I understand we want to look, like, lively, but, I mean, the sign every time of the camera, like, yeah. the camera guy must be sick of the damn sign. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I could see the camera guy. I was watching him and stuff. Yeah. So. He was, like, controlling the crane, the crane camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just funny. I'm just, like, I, just the push the button thing is just really, like. It can either be really, really great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was glad they did it to Sun and the Moon, Sun and Moon, instead of what they've been doing because they hadn't played that in a while. Right. For a push the button, but at the same time, people wanting to push it. It's become like expected. Everybody's interest, which I don't. I I don't know. Like, it makes me wonder how long they're going to continue doing. Yeah, me too. Because like it's like even at even at the nightclub, even at nightclubs, they like. Have somebody come up and push mm-hmm. the button. Well, you know? Every everywhere they go, every show that they every perform, show. they pick somebody, which is awesome. I it is that's awesome, the cool but... thing about Above and Beyond is that they're the only ones that do anything like that. They're the only ones that really communicate with the crowd. You know, with the messages on the board and picking people from the crowd. And 
Nobody does that. No, no other no, DJs doesn't or do that. Yeah, nobody. I mean, talks Marcus to the crowd. But at most of the yeah. time, I've seen Marcus do it, but it's normally proposals, like special things. Like somebody oh, yeah. wants to propose to their girlfriend, so he'll like pick a moment. He did that at EDC this year. Oh, or cool. One of the others. And he's done it a few times where he'll play one of their favorite songs. Of course, he proposed to Adina at Avalon this last year. So I guess. Marcus he's, did? Yeah. yeah. Oh. But the what I'm saying is there's some that do special things, but you, like it's like it has to be like a proposal. Yeah. And I think people are like, oh, I get to push the button. But yeah. even so, it's like, it just seems like... Well, just that's all you're here for, everyone's Yeah, everyone's fighting to get that spot, you know? And it just kind of takes away, like, the charm of it. And it takes away from, like, the music itself. Right. So, I don't know. I'm just... It just certain things have bothered me. And it's not that I don't want people to push the button. Obviously, what was it... 2015 or 2016? What was the family that did it? A couple years ago, I think it was at EDC. Was it last year or the year before? A family? With that older couple? Yeah, but it was family. It was like the grandparents, mm-hmm. the mother, and then the son or whatever. And they all pushed the button. And mm-hmm. it was at EDC. Was it the same year that Brian Cranston was there? No, it was the next no. year. Yeah, because that was... Okay, that well, movie. one of them. But that was cool because like it was multi-generic. And they had like... It was cool because you could see that it was like... The the grandparents had never been to an event like that. Yeah. So it was just kind of... Well, they were there at Injuna mm-hmm. Beach. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But my point is, that I like seeing that kind of like... Yeah. You know, where it's different like that. Like yes. There was the guy at a Common Ground Phoenix who was... We met older couple. Um, and he had like this king suit. And he was like... He had a sign. I, I remember who you're talking about. Yeah. And we were just trying to help him push the mm-hmm. Yeah. But then... Ryan McGinnis came up with his stupid Oh, God. And then um, all these other people, and then we turn around, and everybody's telling us to press the button, and we're like, you don't even know what this, it's push the button. And then, <laughs> and then, so all these all signs just went up, up, like, like, and we all turned around, I remember chemo, chemo's, I forgot, chemo said something so hilarious, I would have never thought he would have said it, because it's chemo, but he was like, seriously? Um, and, and like, we were we were trying to help this guy, but then everybody kept pushing, and then we we couldn't like all these people had come up. Anyway, he didn't get to do it, but we he kind of was he, he was heartbroken, but he was not like pissed about it because because he we had gotten to know him and he was a nice guy. But it was like it's those type of people that I want to help. I don't want to help these people that feel like they deserve it for some reason. Yeah. And they don't even know yeah why they're there. Like it was just weird to me, and I the reason. I thought it was. I did see Ryan's totem again last week. Oh, did you? From where I was standing, I go, son of a bitch, he's here. But he was in VIP. And then I saw he was in a cabana. I was like, he cannot afford any of it, so he's screwing somebody else over to be here. Yes. <laughs> um, but I saw him moving forward with this stupid thing. I was like, that's the same thing he had common ground. And it's not even that good. Like, no, no. no. Like, what? Like, I'm not trying to be a hater, but I'm just like, I just feel like people have different motives. We're there to like enjoy the day. We're not there to be like famous, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what everyone's there. Like, everyone's like, I'm going to try to push the button at Gina Beach. I'm going to try to. And it's like, what about the fucking music? Like, are you even going to try to listen to the music? No, you're going to try to stay up front mm-hmm. just so you can just push the button. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was the thing. But, and that's, and I made that sign for Dustin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And because he's like, I'm going to try to push the button. I'm going to try to, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, I made him the sign. I made him happy, like, happier than shit, you know? So, <laughs> and it made me feel good to make him happy. And you know what? Just seeing pictures and stuff like that of everybody's stuff, it just it makes me more happy, you know? So, like, I don't know. Pushing the button, it's just, it's just gotten out of hand. Yeah. I don't know, it's just weird. Cause and then if, I feel like if they were to stop doing it, people, people would be, be fucking pissed. pissed. <laughs> yeah, people would but, be super but pissed. But then yeah. that would get weed those people out, though. You're, you're right. You know what I mean? You're right. The, I feel like it's the reason they've exploded, because they've had these unique, cool things, and a lot of people aren't doing it, or whatever, and so they're coming, and they're like, oh, this is cool, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, if Above Me Unsaid we no longer are doing Push the Button, I wouldn't be pissed. But, I, yeah, I agree. But I also feel like those people would leave because they would want to move on to somebody Maybe. else. Maybe. Because that, they're searching for something that I don't understand what they're searching for. But yeah. And obviously they're not here for the music. They're not here. They're not real fans. You know? Mm-hmm. So, good. Get out of here. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Go listen to Skrillex. Pissed off computers. Oh, angry fax machines. I just don't get drum and bass. I don't get trap. I don't get. I don't get it either. Well, that's... You know what though? I had a really good conversation. Well, actually, Prov had a really good conversation <laughs> with me. Um, so he was talking about like going to those shows and stuff. Were we talking about this on the beach? I think we were. Because he also brought it up too. Um, and I, I I agree with his what he said. But yeah, you know what? It it made me. It gave what. So what he said was. Um, is that he's has started? Well, he quit doing drugs and stuff apparently, and so he's like trying to enjoy the music more and see what it's all about. Just not even just trance, you know, different genres. So he's been going to like I don't know shows like Excision, like super crazy head banging like shit, and he's like people don't really go to those shows, um, so they can like talk about what track did they play oh my god I love that track or like oh I really think you should have played this or you know kind of be like how we are as like trans fans like oh I really like that they dropped this one and this and that or that mashup is really cool he's like no people don't go to excision to like be talk about specific songs he's like people go to lose their fucking minds to headbang to be primal to let out all that stress and and it, it just like it really like opened up my mind to just like like, you know what? That's, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know? And I can appreciate that because, you know, I go to these trance shows to, like, forget about my bullshit, stupid life, and whatever, you know? And and I have a great time. And that's what these people are doing, too. They're letting out all the stress and just getting it out in a different way than we are. So it just, it made me have a little bit more respect. I still won't listen to that music, and I still probably won't go to those kind of shows, but... I just thought it was very interesting and it, it gave me more respect for it than I had before because I thought I did. I'm like, oh, that's what they like. You know, that's great. Mm-hmm. Shitty music, but good for them. You know? <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, I totally get it. You know, yeah. they're they're for different reasons and I can respect that. So. And I agree with that. I mean, overall, I'm like, do you listen to whatever you want? But it's just funny because like when we were at EDC and we were on the Ferris wheel last year and the bass pod like is right there. I got the biggest headache. And I was like, <laughs> Honestly, I did not like this I, music. I you said that, yeah. So, but anyway, not everybody's the same, but it's just funny because it's, it's, 
It's interesting though, it is true how the, the trans fan in general is everybody so overcritical mm-hmm. about not being critical. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. You're right about that. You're right about that. Because we are. We're like, oh, we like this track. Oh, we don't like that remix. Oh, well, that remix was good, but if they did this in this part of the song, yeah. and it's like, why do we care that much? Yeah. I mean, we're really passionate, but at the same time, it's like, again, we, we're just we, taking it way too serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is part of the reason why I think a lot of things have gotten ruined. Maybe it's also just because we're in the United States. I've heard everything's different overseas. Oh, really? Yeah. So until we go to Europe, like, I'm really jealous of everybody at Luminosity. Yeah, me too. We're not going to talk about them. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, from the footage I've seen, everybody, they just, everybody says that Luminosity is totally different than anything else in the world. Because it's on the beach, and everybody's just there for the music. There's no bullshit. Everybody's just whatever. And there's so many damn trans artists there. You, you can get every flavor you want. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So oh it's, I don't know, maybe it's just because, to kind of go back to my original question about Phoenix and our struggle, that's the other thing, is like, I've, I feel like the other cities don't really know our struggle. Especially LA. Oh my god, LA has no week. fucking idea. Yeah. And then they like laugh at us, because they're like, oh, why are you guys so like trying? And it's like, because we go months or years without seeing people. You uh-huh. guys yeah. see these people like three times a year. Yeah. Like Marcus goes to Avalon. I don't even know how many know. times now. Oh and after last time, I'm kind of on a strict boycott, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, that's going to be 11 hour set. And people don't need, what you've experienced at once. It's like, I mean, and I've asked him about doing, I was like, would you ever do a homecoming set in Phoenix? And he goes, well, I'd always wanted to, but no promoter or venue will allow me to do it. So I won't. I wonder what the problem is. I, I don't understand. Like, I, at this point, I think he would even forego what he charges to do it. He kind of mentioned it because, I mean, he has family here in Arizona. But it's because venues don't stay open longer than two. Yeah. Avalon ha- has it where they can stay open till whenever. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, they have less What about calls. Rawhide? And that's the other thing. But I also feel like Relentless Beats has the hold on that. Yeah. So unless you get through to Thomas Turner, like we talked about, I don't know how that's going to happen. I mean, that's... I loved... The only one thing about Common Ground there was... I love... I don't understand why that's not used more. Yeah. Just the inside. Not even the whole ground. Yeah. Like, the, where Common Ground was, I was like, why don't we ever, like, have more events here? Why yeah. is it... Mm-hmm. Plus it's really year. close to my house. <laughs> well, that, but I just, it's, it's a warehouse. I mean, it really doesn't take much. I feel like some good techno shows can go down there. Mm-hmm. You know? Some really good wannabe raves. Yeah. <laughs> but every once, they have the, like, ones that they have now, like Gold Rush and Decadence and all of them, but... Mm-hmm. I don't Phoenix s- Lights. Yeah. I just don't understand. Maybe, I don't know. I just, it's weird to me that they're just so standoffish about trans mm-hmm. in the area. Like, like we were talking about the pop-up thing in 79, which is the second time. I'm loving it that Shady Park's like, okay, yeah, we'll bring a trans. Because we've had some trans lately and it worked. But why is it taking so long? I don't, I don't know. And the thing is, is like these Barsmith Nights and Shady Park, they're, it's all of our local DJs. It's not mm-hmm. even, yeah. we're not even... We're just happy to listen to trance. It's not even bringing in a big name. Right. You know what I mean? So we should try to get Sunny Lax to play at Shady Park. We need everybody from Injuna. 
Because yeah. even Alex Morf was pleasantly surprised. He, he says it may have not been a lot of people, but it was the quality. He mentioned the quality of people. I think that's fucking awesome. awesome. And I was, I was like, right up. I think he wasn't <laughs> sure. I was. He opened with Always, the original mix of oh, Always. Shit. And I just so fucking lost it. And, and I was just like fucking singing it. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? <laughs> but I was like shocked and like happy at the same time. I just like, I'm like, this is such a strange thing to open with though. Because it's so like lovey-dovey mm-hmm. and it's slow. And I just, but he really just brought the fire. It was just a banging show. I and I just. I the press room and I lost my mind. I, I, I felt, that it was so good. good. It was so okay. good. I felt like I was on drugs. And, and that's what even, it should be. Yeah. Like, and even if people you, were coming up to me asking for drugs because that's how much fun I was having. You know what? Shady Park is phenomenal. But I, they I always, feel like they're really receptive to house and tech now. Yes. I'm like, at least, I know, don't get me wrong, I'm loving that they're like, okay, yeah, you can have trance there, but I just, I remember when we had the first one, was it a couple months ago, and I ended up talking to, like, the owner or one of the owners, and then they're like, because oh, they saw my shirt, and they're like, oh, well, we weren't expecting that many people to show up tonight. They literally told me that, and I was just kind of like, wow, good, slap in the face. Can I, I just, have more? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, um, the thing that happened that night, because issue was still in session, mm-hmm. And all these people that were walking by that were and were like, all right, we'll go to Shady Park. So I turned around at one point. I went from, like, us, and I turned around, and it was packed. And I was like, who says trance doesn't sell here? Right? And it was, I was just kind of like, the negativity just kind of, and I guess maybe because I feel like I'm always doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Craig and Lorraine are doing their thing, which is great, and we kind of all talk as admins, but not much. And so I feel like sometimes everybody, I'm getting all these other artists like Cold Harbor and all these people message me like, well, Christina Scott is like, I want to come to Phoenix now. And we're like, I was talking to her and I was like, we'd love to have you. But she's had problems with promoters here too. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know what so to do. So who runs Shady Park then? I just think they have an owner. I mean, same with Barsmith. They have their own like owner. But... Relentless Beats throws majority of their shit at both venues. So, so it sounds like we need to do our own advertising then. Maybe. I agree. Well, just by listening to you, I feel like Relentless Beats and all these promoters or whatever have their own genre of music that they like and they're going to stick to that and they don't care. Like, I feel like trance is such like a huge thing that, I don't know how to explain it, that it's just kind of it's too big and they just don't want it. You know, like they're trying to push it out and bring different genres maybe. to the city. Like, oh, trance is overrated. I guess, maybe. Yeah. They're like, oh, trans has been around, it's just old, you just whatever. Washed up. Yeah, just, we don't want it. We're going to bring other other stuff. You know, you guys can fuck off. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just, to them it's like uh, old old news. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't, they don't want that. And that's just the way I see it. But they want slushy. Just get yeah. like, oh, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> well, well, that's the thing is like stupid. Just get. But, but that I always hear though, even in the the industry, how everybody talks about how everybody who loves trans is very passionate about trans. Yeah, we know this, and yet there still seems to be hate all mm-hmm. the time. Not necessarily by majority. I mean, a lot of us like techno and house and other stuff too, mm-hmm. but. I just, I've always, for the last few years, have just felt really, like, frustrated because it's, like, 
we're here, we'll show up, just do it, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Or at least give us a chance. Like, mm-hmm. I felt bad that the, the intricacy night didn't go well, but also I understood the reasons why. But that was the other thing is that they t- were trying to throw that party and Crescent Ballroom said, we'll give you a Sunday night. Nobody in town. They called Shady. They called uh, Barsmith. They called everybody. And everybody said no to them. But Crescent Ballroom, because they had somebody cancel. And they're like, well, okay, we'll give you Sunday night. Wow. That's such bullshit. That's really sad. And so they were talking to me. (laughs) They were talking to me. And I was like, I'm not in charge of these venues. Like, but they're all from LA. So they were like, this is so weird. Why is it so hard here? And I was like, you don't understand our struggle. Like, yeah. you're in L.A. every week. You guys have a million venues, and they'll play whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe because nobody's tough enough to stick around in the desert. Everyone just wants to go to <clears throat> fucking trendy, cool L.A. or Las Vegas or something, and nobody just wants to hang around here. I don't know. Too hot. Yeah, but, Too they, but, but now... I could see that in the past, but the amount of people that are moving here from California, that are moving here from the Pacific Northwest, from the Midwest, they've got to know, maybe we didn't have the scenes that we had 10 years ago, but we were, I mean, people are here now. People Mm -hmm. want to be able to do stuff. Yes. Because there's more people here. I mean, I mean, Alex moved here from Seattle because he couldn't afford to live, keep living in Seattle. Yeah. So that's why he's here. So, I mean, there's just kind of like, I just, it's just the struggle. And like, I've talked to other people that believe, because Maya has, you know, put such a, I don't want to be a hater about it, but it's just like, does trans belong at like a venue like Maya? Or do we need to keep pushing these other venues? Because it's the whole business side of things. I'm like... I don't know, gotten out of hand. I understand. I understand it, but I just feel like it's hard to build a scene when there's all these excuses of why we can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, in just two years, a thousand people have joined the group. A thousand, like wow. When we when so we all met, there was like fifty people in the group. Yeah. There's now. I kind of yesterday it was like going on 1300 granted there's some people from other trans families in the group but not many so a thousand people and a lot so of these people are be, meeting we should be able to get sunny lax out here then. yeah that's what i'm saying trans is here to stay it's it's where it all originated from like it's this it's where it all started like we're not going anywhere you know like all of you other motherfuckers can thank us yeah. you know so like why why are they pushing us out and bringing other stuff in I, I don't know. I don't understand. I think... Well, because, I mean, music evolves, you know? It does. And it does. But trance is such a huge thing. Like, it, it's getting bigger. And why don't people see that? Why don't people understand that? Just like Relentless Beats or whoever the hell else is out there. Do they know? Do they know about Phoenix Trance Family? Do they know about the mm-hmm, Injuna family here in, in Arizona? Group. Well, then, what's the problem? We a have such people a that work family. in these. Um, they have either recently joined or there's, they've been lurking for the last year. Mm-hmm. And so I know they know we exist. Do they do they see what we're posting? Do they read what we're saying? Like, I don't know. 
that's the thing. I know because the there's only there <laughs> when Phoenix trans family posts something, like there's only a couple of likes. The page, yes. But I'm I'm talking these people are actually in the group. The group actually has more engagement than the actual our other pages. Okay. But still, it's just weird because it's like you're either lurking because what I noticed is I feel like they're seeing that we're trying to do something recently and that they're like booking like that Ben Nikki thing came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then like Somebody mentioned that they wanted to see somebody, and then Kyle sent a message to, because he, he's a promoter for Scott Still Nights and all of them. So I was kind of like, all right, so now you're going to try to bring, like, we've been trying to bring people. But the other thing is, is the hour and a half sets, like, really? Yeah, yeah. it used to be two. Yeah. What happened to that? Yeah. Marcus got there at midnight. And then told Danny, are you good for 30 more minutes? And just stood there in the booth. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He used to come and get right on at midnight. Yes. That used to be the thing. Well, Paul Van Dyke didn't go until 1230 either. And that was all his... And they made... He put all his equipment up there. And so Tyler had to open from the DJ booth out by the pool. So Tyler was running back and forth because oh everybody was God. inside. But he was playing from outside. What? And that was the night he had taken everybody's request. So he was running. He was like doing laps that night. What? And and I was I was just like, shout out to Tyler for doing that. But it was just kind of like, all right. And then Paul Van Dyke started to set, and two bros started a fist fight in the back. And he saw it from the booth. <laughs> I was like, why would you want to come if this yeah. type of behavior happens? Yeah. Like, not only is it a struggle getting you here in the first place, why would you want to come back? If the vibes aren't that good. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my god. Anyway. We're around an hour. So. But that's kind of. I don't know. Maybe I was kind of ranting a little bit. But I was just trying to get your guys' perspective. Because. I mean. <coughs> it's just. It's just a struggle. <laughs> I had no idea. I really didn't. I had no idea. And the thing but, is. Is like. I feel like. Other than their personal stuff with Craig and Lorraine. I feel like Craig and Lorraine both, they all turned to me and were like, it's not never going to happen. Craig's a DJ and he's really into side trance, so he's joining that desert rave side trance. Mm, yeah. And he's kind of forgotten about us. Yeah. Like, he's, they're still kind of here and I'm not trying to hate, but I just feel like people just thought it was never going to happen. Yeah. Kind of giving up hope a little bit. Yeah. So, and I, it's I'm, frustrating. And it like, when you say go to the river, let's go to the river, let's do something. I'm not just about having our events kind of a thing. I want people to enjoy music. Like, even if we go to a park or something and throw, like, our own party or barbecue, at least kind of... Because I feel like... I've, I've talked to Marcus, my boyfriend, about it. We feel like there's people like trance, but they don't know that it is trance, and they don't know they like it until yeah. they, like, hear it. Mm-hmm. And I've right. noticed that at Barsmith. Because everybody's coming for the techno house crowd. And then they end up downstairs with us having a blast. Really? And then I'm like, it's like they've never heard trance before. Okay. Hmm. So, That's I just... so funny. Yeah, I'm just... Is it... I don't know, maybe it's just people don't know we exist. Well, then, the, the, it sounds like we need to, like, promote the group more or something like that. I think that. so. I think we all need to get together and 
start getting on people's asses about bringing different artists here. If you want to see somebody, somebody, then I, you need to work for it because I had no idea what a struggle it is. Yeah, yeah I and no then I think everybody's just willing to travel now. Like I've obviously yeah. done it myself, but but I don't want to spend the fucking money. So let's... I mean, if it's a Miami situation or. But the thing is, I don't like I didn't. We didn't go to EDC this year, and I'm not hating that I didn't because I've done it the last two years. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I just and everybody keeps telling me about Europe. It's like one day, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> but anyway, well, thanks guys for chatting. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs>